This is Lisa coming to you live from Starwood for the Pagan Gumbo podcast. Apologize for the ambient sound behind us because that's Starwood. I'm here with Elspeth, uh, who has been a longtime vendor and um, holy person at Starwood. So I'll let her introduce herself and then we'll talk a little bit about what what she's doing. I'm Grandmother Elspeth, or Grandmother Turtle, when I'm telling stories, or the crone on the road. All those are my names and designations. I have been going to Starwood between 25 and 30 years. I don't know exactly. I skipped the first few years after they moved here to Wisteria and came back three years ago. And, uh, and I'm home. I'm home. And this is pretty wonderful. What else do you want to know? What kinds of things are you working on these days? I see you've got some books and CDs. Um, I'm actually, my, I do have, have put out a storybook called Galantra's Journey and two double disc CDs that are spoken word, not magic. Uh, one of them is an audio book of Galantra's Journey and the other is a, I call them spirit journeys, deep guided meditation you go into hypnosis and work with the sound of my voice but you don't have to quack like a duck that's not part (laughs) of it what I'm presently working oh and my t-shirt design I created my first t-shirt design out of my distress at the women's march in January and other things all the powerful constant enormous quantity of negative energy we're putting out instead of seeking ways to uh, work with positive energy in other words what can we do to replace this uh, even even people that know magic are still uh, wasting the energy or piling it up as negative women are by and large skilled in receptive values such as intuition uh, compassion cooperation uh, and these are the things that feminine energy can bring to the to the plate uh, and I have a private theory well not very private because I'm telling <laughs> people it was private now my theory is that we needed Trump Trump is bad enough in his whole situation and and the vice president and all like that. It's bad enough it might scare us into changing our ways. So I see him as a catalyst. Not a good catalyst, but there. So uh, my work primarily, the lectures or the discussions that I have, primarily underneath it all the message is wake up. Take charge of your life. You have the power to alter reality. And whatever the um, name or ostensible material it is, down underneath it is precisely that. Uh, Marion Williamson, uh, I know very little of her work, but I do know she's a um, well-known New Age philosopher. And she says, we don't believe that we're helpless. We think we do. But underneath it, we uh, we recognize we are so powerful that we could be dangerous. We are the people we've been waiting for. This is what's happening now. 
Yes, the rainbow children, the crystal children, the whatever it is, have been being born for about 50 years, give or take. Uh, and I suppose those of us that are older than that, I'm 87 this year, uh, those were perhaps the teachers to bring these magical children to a place where, where they can take up their job. Did, did I... Wait a minute. God, you know, 87-year-old brains don't hold things very much. Uh, it's okay, we can edit. Yes, we can edit. Thank you. I'll be glad. Yeah. I was about to say something else, and it's fled. As for what I'm working on right now, Maggie Fry, a journalist up in uh, northern Pennsylvania, we've been working about a year every Tuesday night on the phone I talk, and her recording device picks it up. We are writing a book that started out to be memoirs, and then we looked at it as autobiographical and realized what's important here is the lessons I've learned and can share all along with my life. And so the the working title is... I'll be back. Uh, mile markers: the journey of the crone on the road. So we've we've been working about a year on this, and it's still some time to go. I would welcome anyone that could put their name name and address down as interested in buying a copy of this. The people that the company that Maggie has found, uh, when you pre- have one thousand pre-orders, then they print your book. So we're working on getting a thousand names and addresses of people that say, I want the book. And there's a black piece of paper. You can sign it. Uh, that's primarily the major thing that I'm doing. And also trying not to interfere with Nibor too much, but taking <laughs> taking care of him. Um, he's uh, He has two major health problems, and I'm the, the only caregiver. So it's... Uh, that's why I'm doing it, Starwood, is I'm taking time off. The medical people don't, they say it's dangerous. He's fine. I've talked to him every day. Uh, he's used to doing for himself, and he's not physically helpless. The right arm is not usable from a bad fall. And he has other things, but I'd stay home as much as we could stand each other. <laughs> And then I get out, and he can breathe peacefully until I come home again. <laughs> Being the chief nag is a very disheartening thing. <laughs> so, did I mention the T-shirt? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, I guess that's everything. What do you think? That sounds great. Um, I wanted to ask one more question. You do the children's stories every night. Every night at 7 o'clock. It's not just children. It it. Here. I'm not sure what the microphone picks up. It's okay. Uh, every night of this event, including tonight, uh, I do storytelling. Some of it I tell. I have a great big book of many, many, many folklore and other stories. But I have noticed from all the years in Brushwood, we have as many and sometimes more adults than we do children. I have a strong, strong feeling that storytelling is so vital to everyone in every group. You've got history, particularly in an oral situation. You've got uh, 
when to plant the corn and all of these things, the things that keep us going can be transmitted by story and more memorable. And um, so that's what I'm doing back there. And I welcome everyone at 7 o'clock and uh, we will do it. Yeah. I, I do I also have a workshop that I called Grandmother Turtle's Wisdom Tales because I want grown-ups to get used to hearing and telling stories. One of the thing, reasons I'm at Starwood or at a number of events is because this is part of our livelihood. Yes, Nibor and I get Social Security, and we're not going to go hungry or eat peanut butter all the time. But the artist, or in my case the writer, wants people to have the thing and appreciate it, have the pictures or have the book, whatever. And this is part of our income so that we don't have to always be pinched for for pennies. Uh, I do a tour of my own a couple of times of the year, which I call living room experiences. It's the equivalent of, of a house current concert, concert, uh, which you invite all your friends in, and I'll bring my, my product and come in and tell stories or teach class, whatever, and I generally do this by donation, not for a set fee, um, and I'd like to come to where you are, wherever you are, somewhere to be. Thank you.